On today's episode, we talk about Monsters at Work, the well-produced Pixar show that just came out on Disney+. Mike and Sully are back. Well, sort of. John Goodman and Billy Crystal do return to this series, but they're side characters. Yeah, so who's the main character? Well, then? they're still first build. Like, on the credits? Well, yeah. They still show up first. I mean, even to get the second film that they made, Monsters University, uh, the reason why the budget for that was $200 million is because apparently John Goodman and Billy Crystal were like, they they didn't want to return, so they needed that much just to get them back to do the sequel. And they admitted to that? Usually people are like, well, for creative differences, they don't want to admit that it's well, all the about the money. The, the, uh, the law of speculation for the budget being that high is because of the fact that they need to get these two actors back, but performed really, really well at the box office. So the Monsters then, University came out, you said when? Uh, Monsters University came out in 2012. 2012, so 11 years after oh, so the first film. 20, yeah, 2013, so 12 years after the first film. And it got good reviews, but it did very, very well at the box office. I think at the time it was like the 11th most highest grossing animated I never saw the sequel. I never heard the prequel, right? It's a prequel. Yeah, it's, it's a prequel. It's about how they met. Yeah, so this is the first... I did see the original, though, and I remember most of it. Like, I, kid's memory of it. I remember how it ended, and it does take place... This show takes place right after the yeah. ending. So this is the first time that fans are actually seeing what happened after yeah. Monsters, so Inc. In Monsters, Inc. So in Monsters, Inc., you're supposed to scare a lot of kids to supply energy so to keep the power running. Yeah. And then they f- realize it's a big conspiracy, and they can actually fuel the energy by anything by laughter and so that's what they they destroy all the bad guys and then they well, kind yeah, of reinvent they, the entire industry and then they come out but now they're having trouble because you have all these monsters who are trained to scare kids and they need to now make kids laugh and a lot of them aren't natural like, uh, being funny comics yeah. well also another thing that happened in the first film was boo she ended up coming into the monster world and who was the kid so young yeah who's boo's not in the show yeah, no, she isn't. Like, they've literally said that they're not going to bring Boo back, even though speculation has been had that they were thinking about it. Pixar was like, no. Like, even... as an adult? Like, an Andy-type situation? Whoa, whoa, Toy whoa, Story? We'll get to that. Because Randy Newman did make the music for this show. No, actually, that was Dominic Lewis, and he has worked... No, they... it was Randy Newman. Because it can be also Dominic Lewis, but Randy Newman's name is in the credits. Oh, well, Dominic Lewis is the composer for the show. He's done things like Peter Rabbit and Money, Money Monster, so he's, like, worked on actual film. Um, So, was this show necessary is my first question. Because necessary. a lot of the... Well, what Monster what show is was, necessary? Well, Except, it, like, a PBS documentary. It got like, that might be necessary. The second pre-show, or sorry, second film got eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and cool. a lot of people were saying, "Yeah, you know, it's funny, and it it reminds me of the first one." But there wasn't a real need for us to see how Mike and Sully actually ended up becoming friends, because in the second one they start out as enemies, and then it, it basically ends where the first one begins. Yeah, we'll be talking about the first two episodes of this ten episode series. They're both twenty minutes, so all in all, it's going to be about the runtime of two movies, which was originally, as you said just supposed to be the one right yeah but at least they're trying to extend the world yeah they're trying to give you a better understanding of how monsters inc actually works is it one of this is this is a good show it's a disney pixar show it is what you would expect nothing worse it's it's it it would satisfy a kid and it's also got some adult jokes in there and the one thing i noticed about or one observation i made was that kid shows tend to speak a lot better than adult cartoons do like grammatically pronunciation word choice 
their lines are written, I think, more professionally than like a Rick and Morty or Big Mouth, where they kind of just <laughs> wing it sometimes and, and listen to improv. Yeah, I think that some of it comes from also like the immaturity factor when you bring up things like Ram, Rick and Morty and Big Mouth. But this is made by Pixar, which you're is, saying again, this is one... more mature than Rick and Morty. Well, yeah, isn't it? Because I mean, it's like they're actually, they're, but they're showing like good role models. This is made by Pixar. This is like the powerhouse of like children's entertainment. Exactly. So it wasn't going to be bad. Right. And so it also does the thing that New Scrubs did, but in a better way, where it decided, okay, in order to feed that transition and help it out, we're going to bring in those old characters, we'll set them as the side characters, and we'll help them, like, give background jokes and stuff to keep the organic transition while they focus on Tyler Tussman as the main character. Right, he's played by Ben Feldman. I was wondering how that was going to work, because a lot of shows seem to do that now, especially, like, they'll always be like, oh, no, 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 you still have the people from before that you know very well, and they're going to be in the show, but we really want you to focus on this character. Did this do this any better or worse than, uh, like, new shows? I'll say this. Instead of just repeating the old story, instead of doing what did jjr abrams do to the first star wars movie when he brought it back oh, yeah, he just repeated just repeat the, new, the hope. new hope yeah yeah so instead of doing that they are trying to continue the story like you can tell that there are some jokes that are paying homage to previous ones we see a ton of, of doors we see the kids that basically look the same as they did in the first movie we even get a lot of character crossover. We get a lot of new characters, but we get a lot of like views from the old ones. Oh, I, I was when you said character crossover, I was wondering if you meant like characters. Like from the other old Pixar boss films. doesn't show up. The one who is the bad guy mm-hmm. doesn't show up in the show as an actual figure. He shows up in a recording. Oh, I was gonna wonder if it was a painting, but yeah, no. And they were able to get again everyone from the first two films back into this. one. And Mindy Kaling wasn't in the first film, and like they added to the cast. Yeah, is what I'm saying. I believe. And also Alfred. Molina's in the cast? Yeah, Henry Winkler is as well. as. Well, Henry Winkler is obvious, yeah. Henry Winkler plays the same character as he plays in Children's Hospital and also in Barry. Because he's like the lovable so, kind of blowhard boss. But he's dumb. Like, yes. He, he remind, His character looks a lot like the Inside Out imaginary character. Like he's big oh, fat, the, but yeah, he has a bigger nose. Yeah, he, he sort of looks like an elephant, but they're, you know how they're all kind of like... Yeah, monsters. but so he's oblivious. Like, is there any time... Yeah, he's like show? Michael Scott a little bit too, where yeah. he's the leader of the miffed place, where Tusk is, is brought in because he thinks, oh, I'm going to be a new scarer. I'm like the top of my class. Mm-hmm. And then he finds out that day that they're changing into comedy route. They're, they're, they're like changing their <laughs> name from We Scare Because We Care to It's Laughter You're After. And so he gets there and he's reassigned to just kind of the basement level mechanic uh, fixer-upper maintenance So he came in there about to, like, scare children, which I feel like is the top priority of that show. And then instead of doing that, he's He's like an Ivy Leaguer who who immediately gets sent down to a position that, like, high school grads get. And he's, like, really bummed about it, and he wants to work his way up. But you can tell already that he's going to fall in love with the team that he's working with down there and then eventually not want to yeah leave. probably by like the end of the season he's going to get a Almost job by number. the end of this episode the second episode <laughs> so do you get a good sense of the department like are there different departments that they yes, the second episode is literally called like welcome to miffed so we see a lot of miffed in the first episode which is this maintenance place and we learn the characters but in the second episode we get more of an idea of what they do and how they are basically if anything goes wrong in the yeah, and a lot of things are going wrong because the power is going out so constantly that they go because up there and they fix things. When you say power going out, you don't mean like the laugh. Because they're not getting enough. They're laughter not getting enough mean. laughter because they only really have Mike. And as funny as that character is supposed to be, he can only be in one place at once. And where you had like 
I guess, hundreds or thousands of monsters before scaring kids so that they could supply themselves with power. Now they only have a few comedians to try to fill that up. Like, it's not going to uh, obviously fit the same thing. So they're they're also throwing comedy classes at the same time that he teaches. And the joke in the second episode is that he takes a 36-hour energy drink and he, like, (laughs) goes nuts for, like, two hours and then he passes out. Yeah, every single episode ends with uh, Mike Wazowski teaching a comedy class, right? Not the first episode. Oh, okay. The second episode did end that way. Yeah, I believe when Billy Crystal was on And if you sit through the credits to see if there's an after sequence, there's always, like, some line that they say from the show. Like, like mifters or something like that <laughs> but do they all do they show like a beginning sequence like all those pixar films do like do they show they have an intro and it's the same no. one that was like the <laughs> I, song that i think randy newman made originally. i know they have an intro but it doesn't start off with any type of like short film that pixar likes to put like right before their films no it's it's 20 minutes <laughs> okay well pixar have been trying to bring back monsters inc for a long time uh to show what happened after boo ended up going back to her normal world it's like the incredibles just... they tried to bring that back for a long time too yeah and in the end they just decided to end up going with a prequel for monsters university but there actually was an intent to make a sequel that would take place after that so this is three so they're gonna have a the original followed by a prequel followed by a sequel no it's this it's just supposed to be an original followed by a sequel just taking a taking place exactly right after the yeah first but then they had like they couldn't figure out what they wanted to do afterwards well, so no, they decided to make no, it no, here, here are some scenarios because there was a plot laid out and they were going to make this until a certain thing happened but i want you to see okay, if you what can was guess. the certain thing let's see okay so the first thing is monsters inc 2 was a film set to come out exactly 11 years after the original november 2nd 2012 little is known about the plot of the sequel however plans kept on being pushed back due to the large amount of money needed to complete the film a year later they came out with monsters university which kept the same story beats as the original sequel's premise that's the first one for the second one it's monsters inc 2 lost in scaradice was a sequel that was canceled by disney one year after the events of the first one Sully and Mike go to wish Boo a happy birthday. However, when an old woman is asleep in Boo's bed, Mike and Sully set out to find Boo. The film was canceled as seven film, uh, films that Pixar got to make without Disney's involvement were made already, the last one being Cars, and Disney was better off owning Pixar altogether. As a result, Circle 7 Animation was shut down, and they were the ones in charge of the film. The third scenario is Monsters, Inc. 2, The Giant Escapade. This took place five years after the original, in which Mike and Sully go back to visit Boo, along with them saying, uh, hello to her, the transportation door gets demolished. Now it's time to do it all over again, but the character positions are swapped, and the villain of the series, Henry J. Waternoose III, makes a reappearance. And then the last one he is, is the villain, I know that, but go ahead. And then the last one is Monsters, Inc. 2, Sorta, a 45-minute special that aired on Disney Channel XD on April Fool's Day 2008, in which Disney Channel promoted that one-night-only event would show a completed Monsters, Inc. 2 film that was never released to the public. Although Billy Crystal and John Goodman made an appearance, it was really just a cartoon TV animated retelling of Monsters, Inc., so you have Monsters, Inc. 2, where they kept most of the story beats for Monsters University. Monsters, Inc. 2, Lost in Scaradice, where they go back to visit Boo, but there's an old woman in uh, no. Boo's bed. <laughs> then there's a the third one, Monsters, Inc. 2, The Giant Escapade, which it takes place five years later, but the positions are swapped. And then it's Monsters, Inc. 2, Sorta, which is the Disney XD. Uh, I'll just say Sorta. Why not? Sorta. It was the one where they go back and Boo's old. <laughs> you mean the one where the old lady's in there? Yeah, and the twist is that the old lady ended is up her? being Boo because all that I mean, time that's passed. just the same twist from Hook. 
Well, it's also the fact that, like, it was going to end with Boo dying, but it's being able to it see. It sounds like they were trying to make Coco too early or something. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit, but, she, but right before Boo was supposed to die, she was supposed to see Mike and Sully. And, this like, also has a very different tone than, like, the most of the series, which is very light. Like, I know all Pixar movies have the villain scenario where you do have a little drama going on, but, like, with the series here, it's it's all laughs you, you you don't get a lot of serious factors here and nothing ever goes wrong to a point where anybody's in serious risk like mike in this in the second episode gets scooted off into the um like ether through the door handle when it like gets broken and he's just like shot off and, and like he just it's physical comedy yeah i can't get hurt i've heard there's a lot of slapstick in the show how like i'm going to the actual plot of the episode so like you which, have, which one you have Ty- the first one you have tyler he wants to be tyler he goes person. to the uh, monsters incorporated he tries to get a job as one of the scares obviously those don't exist they're jokesters now he gets sent over to miffed he sees all the people working there there's duncan and his like one of his friends from college who's not really one of his friends just someone who was in his big class someone who's really was he someone that was really annoying no it was mindy kayleen i think that was the one way it was okay and then um my favorite character who gets promoted in the second episode who always makes bread i think his name is like winchester or something he doesn't speak he just taps um banana bread the entire time so he's i thought that you were saying he makes banana bread the whole he does make banana and then he taps it like, it looked like a chocolate chip muffin at first, but they said it was banana bread. Okay. <laughs> Tyler gets too miffed, and there's this guy who's just tapping banana bread. But and that's, that's my favorite a... character, just immediately. <laughs> okay, fine. So, yeah, but Tyler, he gets... He his... gets promoted because he's funny, and now he's going to go work as one of the jokesters. So yeah, he's no but... longer at, like, the basement level. He attends the comedy class you... with I... Tyler because everybody goes... All the mifters go to speak to Tyler, and he just happens to have a very great insight that the teacher takes seriously and then she's like can you can you stay back for a minute and then at the end of the episode we learn that he gets promoted and tyler has to stay at the miff place oh okay well that okay that makes more sense but like what what actually happens in the episode is it just that is it just you see uh, the t- oh so board? tyler tries to sneak in to become one of the jokesters in the first episode and then just create creates anarchy he immediately walks into the door and frightens the kid unintentionally <laughs> And then breaks a window. The parents wake up. The kid gets loose. He starts running around Monsters Incorporated like the first movie. And then he like breaks a ton of stuff. But because Mike and Sully, who have also been promoted, they are the CEO and whatever Mike is. He's like the king or something. Yeah, they dealt with this situation before. We saw that. They they, they were really cool about it. They were just like, yeah, we understand. We started off in the paper bin or whatever whatever (laughs) it's called. And then they were like, "Uh, you'll make it up here one day. And then he, he goes back to work with Henry Winkler and the rest. And then the second episode is... It's just all about Miffed. He goes through an initiation of sorts to learn how to become a mechanic, and he needs to, like, twist a wrench. And they... Or they wrench the nut is the expression they keep on using. And so he does that, but then he breaks it, and the nut, like, goes falling into the vent or something. But then later on in the episode, he's the only one strong enough to actually wrench the nut at a very important situation, and he reverses the doors, and then he saves the day. And that's that's about it. It's a kid show. (laughs) <laughs> I was gonna say the show seems pretty creative. I've also read that. Oh, it's that very as, creative. And also, every like the nice thing about Pixar shows. I'm sorry to interrupt you, okay. but like the nice thing is that you can tell that because they spend so much time on the animation that they're not gonna waste any. They're not gonna have any lingering shots on you. They're not gonna. Everything is stacked with information. Um, so it's almost like looking in that sense. Like, is it the background? Are you able to like just? It's not nearly and, as like the, intricate. 
But yeah, like, it, like the plots don't like fall but into place. Well, like that. But can you like pause the screen and see like a million things going on at once? Yeah, a couple of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So I've also read that it's a relatable underdog story. True. Like, I mean, Tyler is has made it through to through college and is now in the workforce and is learning that because of his degree, he still doesn't have an automatic win in. He's he's still facing challenges. And right now, there's also a character named Duncan who thinks that Tyler is aiming for um, Fritz's job. Fritz is the character who plays Henry. Er, <laughs> Fritz, Fritz plays Henry Winkler, who plays the big elephant. Um, where was I going with this? Okay, so Duncan, Duncan. Think, yeah. Duncan's aiming for his job. He's like Dwight. So, oh, okay. Yeah, and so he thinks that uh, Tyler is also aiming for the job when Tyler is not interested in it. Okay, yeah. So, because the show before COVID. Pre-production was like almost 100% done with this thing, Steven Anderson, the director of the show, said. And then when actual pre-production came, or sorry, production for the show, they ended up just sending microphones to the cast, and the cast ended up recording at separate times. However, this is the first long-form Pixar TV show yeah. that's actually made. Incredibles and would be an incredible TV show. That was actually my next question. Which one would you want to see kind of? Just uh, because I want more of that, but not like the second movie more like the first well yeah i mean because you're it started with toy story in 1995 to 2010 a lot of people consider toy story 3 to be the final film that ended the uh, golden era and then as everyone kind of knows into like the 2010s i I think (laughs) i think the golden era definitely ended at toy story well not at toy story 2 it uh, ended in the early or the late 2000s well, yeah, and it, it, I, mean, I mean, 2010 is pretty close to the late 2000s. No, but, but it doesn't make it. <laughs> Toy Story 3 was not as good as Toy Story 2 or Toy Story 1. I'm sorry. Unpopular opinion. Yeah, I know. I know but... Yeah, and then in the 2010s, they they focused primarily on making sequels, and it seemed like Pixar almost kind of got a little Froze, bit No, it was Frozen Pixar or, or something else? It's Disney. Pixar characters don't have characters singing. The first Pixar characters... There's not one. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> my brain just broke. Wait, so Coco can't be Pixar then? Oh, yeah, you're... <laughs> yeah, no, it's... that's. Oh. And then also, Shrek is definitely DreamWorks. I knew well, that. Well, yeah, Shrek, yeah. Because the donkey sings Smash Mouth at the end. <laughs> that's crazy. Toy Story is no, they, not Pixar. Toy Story is Pixar. Toy Story is Pixar. But they sing here? in Toy Story all the time. The penguin what? sings. The girl oh. sings. No, the, but the they... cowgirl sings all the time. Buzz no. has that huge number in the third. <laughs> no, no, they, they definitely sing. I think that that's a bad fact. No, because Toy Story, because Toy Story has like musical montages that are supposed to be sad, like how the girl ended up giving the girl cowboy away. Yeah, she was singing in that, right? Like she had a guitar or something. No, she, that's no, she didn't have a guitar. That's just a, <laughs> the penguin definitely sang. I'm like one hundred percent sure. Uh, when I say because when he got his sing. voice box fixed, yes, then I, he like pulled out the little. I microphone remember the he, scene, but that's for like a minute. They don't actually have full on Frozen musical numbers. You're right, but I and then I also remember there was like a Barbie girl sequence in the second one or something. There's in the third one they had the uh, no, but I mean, the song was in the background and stuff. Yes, the, song, the songs are yeah. in the background. It's like... Okay, so we're getting off track. Let's get back on track. Okay, so yeah. Monsters at Work is about basically Tyler at work, and that's the gist. And so you'll like it if you like Disney or Pixar movies. It's, yeah. it's not a bad show at all. I mean, it just came Definitely out. Definitely an 8 out of 10 to me. I wouldn't like rush to see all the episodes because I'm not a kid anymore. But <laughs> um, I wouldn't 
like shy away has, from watching. Yeah, they were on. You got seven point <laughs> seven point nine on IMDb. The first two episodes had seven point eight and seven point nine. That's yesterday, acceptable. I checked the Ron. To- not a lot of reviews. Yesterday I checked Ron Tomatoes at a hundred percent. Now it has an eighty-two percent. I think the only bad reviews off of like eleven were Roger Ebert and uh, CPR. But the digital Roger flicks- Ebert's dead. Roger Ebert. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't own. take his opinion for anything. <laughs> the digital flex said, "So far, Monsters at Work manages to capture the quintessential magic that mon- that made Monsters Inc. work so well." Yeah. They also mentioned the likable characters and funny jokes. Uh, this show is the first 3D animated series based on a 3D animated film. So things like Big Hero Six. The, and, oh and yeah, I got like other. a 2D, right? Yeah, like a, all of those other shows. And Big Hero Six was not as ex- successful as Monsters Inc. It's right? not, yeah. Well, yeah, no, definitely not as Monsters Inc. But also by the time Big the Hero Six came out, there was a lot of other types of Big Hero Six type right. movies. Yeah. But like when Monsters Inc. came out, it was right after the second Toy Story. Second Toy Story came out in 1998 before The Incredibles. Like it, yeah, yeah. It was in again, a time it was when... in the it was in the golden era. Okay. But overall. Uh, yeah, it seems like people enjoy the show. You said that you give it an 8 out of 10. Is mm-hmm. there anything else that you want to mention? Nope, that's about it. The rest of the stuff I have written down is, like, jokes. Like, instead of gigawatt, they say gigawatt. Okay. <laughs> like, but other than is, that, it's is like... It, is it gigawatt? It's, it, you can pronounce it giga or gigawatt. Okay, but... so it's like caramel or caramel, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess, if you're weird. Um, <laughs> Thanks for listening <laughs> to the episode. Hope you'll join us on the next one. Bye. Bye.